Welcome to Flunking the Written, a fully spoiled Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast in which two Uber fans break down every episode of the show. Join Kimberly and Megan every Tuesday as they overanalyze each scene and discuss the Buffyverse at large. Now let's meet up with the Scoobies and get into this week's episode of Flunking the Written. What can I say? I flunked the Written. All right, Kimberly, so we're going to talk about Reptile Boy this week, which was written and directed by David Greenwald. And the blurb is, when Buffy and Cordelia attend a frat party, they find themselves being offered up to a reptile-like creature as human sacrifices. Pretty accurate. Yeah, short, sweet, to the point. So I have mentioned a couple of times that I remember not really liking this episode. And when I was watching this episode, I was trying to pinpoint what about it that I don't really like. And I think what it is is that all of the characters kind of feel off. They're just slightly not themselves. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's a weird, like, I don't know, like, some of the motivations and decisions don't make sense. And we'll discuss a lot of that as it goes through. But I will say that every, like, every character has a moment in this episode that I absolutely love. So me too. It's me too. Like, uh, yeah. Willow's got several. Oh yeah. Willow's Willow's pretty solid. She's probably the most solid. And I feel like we say that in almost every episode, but I mean, she kind of <laughs> is in every episode. I mean, we're just telling the truth. All right. So this episode okay. starts at Buffy's house and <laughs> Xander and Buffy are playing with Willow's hair, which is just adorable while they're watching some old movie that they've discovered on TV. I meant to look up this movie and I did not look it up. Is there anything in the script book about it at all? It says an East Indian soap opera. Oh, okay. On obscure cable channel. I know they had talked about um, watching like uh, some yeah. some foreign something later on in the episode. I should have pieced that all yeah. together. Yeah, they're basically just discussing how there's nothing to do. They don't have any money and they just can't, you know, figure out anything better to do than to braid then- Willow's hair while watching this East Indian soap opera. Yes. Um, and they also discuss <laughs> the Hush Over Sunnydale, which is interesting. Yeah. We, we've noted this a couple times in the early seasons that every now and again, Sunnydale just has a lull where there's just no vampires mm-hmm. or demons to worry about, which is courteous of them. I mean, Buffy's got a lot going on. It's nice of them to like give her a break every now and again, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> except she always ends up fighting something. <laughs> well, you still have to have an episode. And then we go to a pretty much a mansion, <laughs> which we learn later is a frat house yeah but pretty much a mansion and a teenage girl jumps through a window and climbs over a balcony and jumps down from the second floor and takes off running so already Um, she's not a slayer already i'm just like i want to know everything about this girl is she a potential like what is her story like yeah she is so badass in this episode from beginning to end Mm -hmm. every time she's on screen i'm just like what who are you? Tell me more. She takes off running into the woods and like people with robes come out to chase her. She climbs over a wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and jumps down and keeps running. And I'm sorry, but she's all this jumping from high places and busting through windows and walls and stuff. I would have like eight sprained ankles by this <laughs> But I mean, she's, so she's, awesome. she's got it. Yeah. Um, and then she runs into a hooded figure that was just oddly waiting yeah. in the cemetery. Yeah. Just happened to know exactly where she was going to run to and just casually yeah. waiting there for her. And calls her Callie and tells her, hey, you can't leave. And they basically grab her and take her back to the mansion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the start of my gripes about the characters being kind of weird. 90% of Cordelia in this episode I can't stand because she doesn't feel like Cordelia. And it starts right here with this stupid fake laugh and how hard she's trying to, like, impress a boy. (laughs) Yeah, because that's not Cordelia. It just... And, like, the whole idea behind it is that she's trying to, like, get in with these guys because they're super, super rich and she just wants to be set for life. But she's super, super rich. Like, her family's super, super rich. Yeah. (laughs) And again, Cordelia is now dating another guy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, Devin is gone. 
and now she is dating every yeah, she's week. dating Richard, who is a frat boy. Well, she says she's dating him, but it doesn't really he doesn't seem to think that they're dating. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, he understands that she's just a sacrifice. She doesn't get that part. <laughs> yeah. And then we see Buffy and Willow, and they're discussing having a dream about Angel. Mm-hmm. And Willow encourages Buffy to ask him out for coffee. It's the non-relationship drink of choice. It's not a date, it's a caffeinated beverage. Okay, sure, it's hot and bitter like a relationship that way, but... What's like a relationship? Nothing I have. Xander shows up, and they start talking to him, and they pass Cordelia, who's still talking about the different, or starts talking about the difference between college men and high school boys, mm-hmm. and says she's dating a Delta Delta Zappa, or Delta Zeta Kappa. I like Delta Zappa better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's, she's got this really mean thing that she says to Cordelia, or says to Xander that she's like, there's no comparison between college men and high school boys, and then kind of gives Dan- Xander a dirty look and goes, I mean, look at that. Yeah. Now, like, she might regret that soon. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, that's what's in it's, my notes. It's she one of those she does protest too much kind of situations yeah. where she always seems to zero in on Xander whenever she's going to, like, yeah. put a guy down. I'm just like, mm. Um, and then Buffy realizes she was supposed to meet Giles 10 minutes ago and's like, well, he won't be upset. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then we <laughs> see Giles and Buffy, and Giles is. Chewing her out because she was late and she's being tardy and skipping trainings. Yeah. So, Um, here's the thing. We've done this storyline between Buffy and Giles for three episodes in a row now. Yes. (laughs) Like, this exact same storyline. Three Mm -hmm. episodes in a row. Come up with something else, please. (laughs) And basically, they talk about how Giles wants her to train more and be ready. And Mm -hmm. Buffy's like, I'm 16 and a girl and I want to have a life. And Yeah. So... He basically, they get down to it, and he basically tells her, well, it's a fact of life. You got to do it, and you're going to patrol tonight. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and he tells her that she has to come there after school to to practice. (laughs) Yeah, like, she's got to come immediately so she can do her homework first. So he's also taking control over that part of her life. Yeah. And then she's got to do training, and then she's got to go patrol. Like, he schedules out the entire rest of her day after school. And it's there's, there's very another couple of episodes later on in this season where he does that. Yeah, it's very And, like, makes a schedule with her mom, too. <laughs> in, what is that, band candy, I think? Like, the, the parental role that Giles has taken on for, for Buffy, uh, I think sometimes he kind of forgets the boundaries that he may have. Um, yeah, but that he Buffy, needs to have. Buffy already knows that uh, uh, she can manipulate him because she starts pouting because she knows it'll get to him. So it is a it um, is kind of a cute then, little father-daughter moment, but it is also yeah. a weird moment. Well, then we go outside and it's after school and they're kind of hanging out and Buffy immediately says, I'm dawdling, dawdling with my friends because mm-hmm. that's what Giles told her not to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see Cordelia run down the stairs when a BMW pulls up. Yeah. And I don't really know cars, so I I don't know what the car was. It says BMW in the script. Okay. <laughs> the car might have been something completely different. It was an it was an expensive looking car. But I couldn't tell you that's what it was. <laughs> I only know because I read it. She goes down there and it's Richard and she's talking to him and very fawning and Oh yeah. She's just oh, yeah. stumbling all over herself. Like she runs into Willow. Yeah. Like she's just she's just a mess. And I'm just like, this is not the Cordelia that I know and love. I am upset at yeah. this Cordelia. Especially because and Richard's kind of the worst. Even without, like, the sacrificing girls in in the fraternity basement. Just, like, on a base level. He's kind of the worst. Um, And in the passenger seat is Tom. Mm-hmm. who sees Buffy and becomes very interested in Buffy. Yeah. And they ask to meet her, and so Cordelia runs up there to get her and is like, yeah, you have to come meet them. And you can tell Buffy's reluctant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she goes to meet them, and Richard is, comes on really strong and says that she's a sweet thing and playing hard to get, which is kind of why I think Richard doesn't really know he's dating Cordelia, because he's coming on to Buffy pretty strong. <laughs> 
right in front of her, right in front of Cordelia. And Cordelia's like, doesn't address it at all. So, and Tom steps up and kind of rescues her from him. Mm-hmm. And he is very doltish and, and oh, I didn't mean to say that and rambles. Yeah. And it's very cute. And we think he's such a nice guy. Good guy. Good guy, Tom. Senior in college. Yeah. Hitting on a junior in high yes. school. Good guy, Tom. Which would mean he's like, what, 22? Yeah, 21, 22. So, you know, five, six year age difference, which is too much, especially with the experiences you would have had at that age. Mm-hmm. Except she's pretty much dating Angel, who's over 200. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, understanding the context of, of Angel being uh, otherworldly, though, and that that differently. But I feel like he should not at be this, doing this. Yeah. yeah. Even at this point, Buffy should have like major red flags of like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a senior in college who is coming on to me this strong um, yeah. and stumbling over his words. Like, I will say that the script book says that both Richard and Tom are 20 years old. Oh, okay. Which they would not be seniors in college if they were 20 years old unless they both started at like 16. And he he's, Tom's really charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they invite Cordelia and Buffy to a frat party. And Buffy just kind of says she can't because she's seeing someone. And Tom's like, oh, okay. And they leave. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't leave, but Giles comes to get Buffy. Yeah. And then we have Xander and Willow who kind of make fun of them a little bit. Yeah. Xander's like guys. commentating this entire time. Um, yeah. <laughs> every now and again, you get a cut back to Xander and he's just like, she's not going to fall for that. Wait, mm-hmm. look at that. Look through that facade. Xander gets it. But yeah. And then they, they make the little back and forth where Xander's like, don't you just hate those guys? And Willow's just like, yeah, with their charm lives and movie star good looks and more money than you. Have. Yeah, I'm hating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Willow always, always brings the mood up. So then we actually do have a training session with uh, Buffy and Giles and Buffy promptly kicks Giles's ass pretty handily and then he sends her on patrol and that's basically that entire scene and then Buffy is in the graveyard patrolling and finds a piece of broken jewelry and Buffy and Angel's normal rendezvous holds true and he just shows up randomly in the graveyard where she is and mm-hmm. mentions that there's blood on it because he can smell it because he can smell it mm. it's a neat and- party trick <laughs> Yeah, and Buffy asked him if they wouldn't it be fun to see each other sometime when it wasn't a blood thing. Mm-hmm. And Angel immediately is like, "What are you saying? You want to go on a date?" Like he doesn't want to. And they start going back and forth about date or a coffee. And then this this is weird because Angel gets really condescending with her, and it bothers me because he's like, "I knew this would happen," and I'm like, "I'm sorry. I thought y'all were already dating. Like, weren't y'all already dating?" And, and not this, yeah, back, you know, I thought they were already a thing. But. Yeah. And then he tells her she doesn't know what she's doing and doesn't know what she wants. And I love her response because she's like, yeah, dude, I want out of this conversation. <laughs> Which is a good response to that because he's being really oh, yeah. patronizing yeah. to her. It's awful. Like, like, yeah. it's just another example of Angel doesn't really feel like Angel in this moment. Like, there's just yeah. every character. he doesn't normally act that way. Yeah, every character yeah. just feels slightly off. And it's just, I don't know, it's unsettling. But can we just take time to to bask in the beautiful Bangel speak of this scene? This isn't some fairy tale. When I kiss you, you don't wake up from a deep sleep and live happily ever after. Oh. When you kiss me, I want to die. That is the yeah. choice, Bangel speak, that I have oh, been waiting so for much. so long. <laughs> it's just like, oh my, that is so Buffy and Angel. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I've been chopping at the bit for that one. I'm just like, come on, when's yeah. it coming? When's it coming? And then she takes off running. Yeah. <laughs> Bells out of that conversation real fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the end of that. <laughs> We're at school the next day, and Cordelia comes up to Buffy, and um, you can kind of tell Buffy is just in her own little world. Mm-hmm. She's doing a lot of deep thinking. And Cordelia comes up, and it's like, did you lose weight and your hair? And then she's like, okay, well, I can't lie to you. Yeah, I respect, I need a favor, I respect much. you too much to be dishonest, which I kind of love that line. That is very Cordelia. I love that line. That is a moment of Cordelia that I really enjoy in this episode is that yes. line specifically. 
I'm just like, that is, that is wonderful on, on multiple levels. But then she, like, starts to, like, cry, like, fake cry over her woes of needing Buffy to accompany her so she can potentially marry a super rich guy in the future. The beginning of it, you know, about the weight and the hair, all right, I'm not gonna lie to you, that's very Cordelia. Mm -hmm. And then the end of it, when she's like, Richard Anderson, okay, Anderson Farms, Anderson Aeronautics, Anderson Cosmetics, that's very Cordelia. It's in the middle when she's talking about the party and stuff that doesn't seem like her, at least to me. I don't know, I feel like... Here's my issue with Cordelia in this episode is I feel like she's trying too hard and it doesn't match my perception of who Cordelia is. Yeah. But, you know, there's a couple of scenes in the first season of Angel where she's a little bit like this, trying to find some rich guy to take care of her. Yeah. But in that scenario... She actually doesn't have money and is struggling. So I can kind of understand point. it more in that because she is yeah. she is facing, oh, I'm an adult now and I don't know how to take care of myself. So wouldn't it be nice if I could just find someone to do it for me? Um. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah, that's true. But I love her next line when she's just like, these men are rich, Buffy, and I'm not being shallow, but think of all the poor people I could help with my money. I love that. I'm like, oh my gosh. I love it. That line I think is very Cordelia. Yes. So Buffy agrees to go, and then we switch to a, like, a dark basement. I call it the frat dungeon. The frat dungeon. I like that. <laughs> um, and there's an altar with, like, a, a well in the floor. Mm-hmm. A giant hole, anyway. Yeah. And the frat boys, and we see Richard, the frat boys are wearing robes, and uh, they're kind of doing a, a pledge or a, a, a chant to something called Machida. I don't remember how they said it in the show. I think it's pronounced Makita. So here's Makita. the thing here's the thing about Makita. Uh I think it's in the the commentary where where David uh, Greenwalt says it, but it's named after a power tool. It's a power tool brand, Makita. Really? So the giant snake phallic monster that they face at the end is literally named after a tool. Okay. <laughs> Cuz they couldn't uh, have gotten more on the nose with all of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to point out that in this scene, though, it is very clearly stated in the script book that Tom is not to be in this scene mm. with the other frat boys. Yeah, because he's a good guy. We're supposed, <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to see Richard, but not Tom. Um, then they get done with that and say, "Ooh, time for beer," and all start <laughs> drinking beer and music and partying. And Richard walks up to the girl from the beginning, Callie, who is chained in a basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is one for our counter. Um, and he says, God, I love high school girls. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oops. Uh, Poor Cordelia and Buffy. Such a, such a gross episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so from there we go uh, back to school. And Buffy is talking to Willow about how she's decided to go to the frat party. And Willow's like, well, what made you change your mind? And she's just like, well, it was Angel. And Willow gets all excited. You're going to the frat party with Angel. Like, that's a logical leap. Yeah, like, <laughs> why would Angel be going to this frat party? That does not seem like a very Angel thing to yeah. do. But then Buffy admits that she's, in fact, going with Cordelia. And then there's a weird little moment that I'm not sure if we can count as foreshadowing to to Willow's later realization that she's attracted to females, but Willow like has a moment where she's just like, I'm not jealous, but Cordelia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Xander makes the comment that Cordelia is much better for you than Angel, yes. which I thought I, that would make me grin. Made me laugh out I'd forgotten all about that line. Made me laugh yeah. out loud there. And they talk about how Buffy kind of tried to talk to Angel and nothing happened. And she reveals that she is actually going to the frat party with Tom. Mm -hmm. And then they go to the library where Giles is. And <laughs> Giles is uh, pretending to fight. With Buffy, which I guess he he needs to have more training time, <laughs> like actually pretending to fight with a sword. Yeah, and then he just kind of puts it down and starts talking to Buffy about last night, and she shows him the bracelet, um, in which Willow mentions that she's seen it something like that before, and Giles tells, or well, Xander actually brings it up that yeah. Buffy should make the rounds tonight. Yeah, very, uh, very nice, Xander. Um, yeah, and Giles is like, yeah, she'll patrol. And then Buffy says she can't tonight because she's got homework and her mom's sick and she's starting to feel sick too. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so, and then Giles is all concerned. And well, if you're not not feeling well, you know, you stay home, take care of your mom. Our three Scoobies leave, and this is hilarious this to me. This is so great. Well, say it. I'm not going to say it. You lied to Giles. So she will. Xander, he's just like, he knows he doesn't have to say anything because Willow's fixing to take this. Oh, yeah. Willow's got this one. She yeah. loves Giles. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's got a picture of the two of them together in their lock in her locker. Like it's, you don't lie to Giles. <laughs> I never thought about it, but I wonder what Oz thinks of that picture. <laughs> when he, if he ever sees it, and is like, uh, huh? <laughs> but then they talk about the frat party, and then Willow starts to list all of like the bad things that could happen at the frat party, including orgies. <laughs> Like, she very sincerely, like, talks about, like, no, I've heard. I've heard about what goes on at these frat parties. It's bad. Orgies. <laughs> orgies. There's just orgies everywhere. And then we've got Cordelia and Buffy sitting in the cafeteria. And I guess they're eating lunch or at break or something. And Cordelia is giving Buffy all kinds of instructions about how to act. Yes. Which this these these instructions do sound like Cordelia to me. Yeah. And Willow and Xander pass by and Buffy's like, hey, you guys want to join us? <laughs> they say no and take off. Yeah. There is there is another fleeting moment where Xander and Cordelia trade barbs. Like that's just it's so in there. Like they 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 just keep foreshadowing that relationship. Anytime those two cross paths, they're just like at each other's throats and it's beautiful. But yeah, Cordelia, we've called out a couple of times about like slut shaming of Cordelia by Xander and some <laughs> of the other Scoobies. But Cordelia is just rude in this. Like she is just all over Buffy about her looks. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, ugh, Cordy, come on. <laughs> and then Willow and Xander are talking and Willow's still upset that Willow's Buffy lied still to Giles. Upset. <laughs> and uh, Willow says that they're, they'll help Giles research and Xander's like, Xander insists on going to the party to keep an eye on Buffy. Mm-hmm. So they do that. And maybe catch an orgy. <laughs> yeah, and maybe catch an orgy. I do like the cute little uh, swapping of snacks that they do. Where he yeah. eats half the granola bar and then takes the drink from her and she eats the other half of the granola bar. It's just it's just a cute little little friendship thing. Mm-hmm. They do that in a lot of episodes. Yeah. And then we have uh, where Cordelia and Buffy are arriving at the frat party <laughs> in Cordelia's car. And <laughs> Cordelia tries to squeeze her car into a parallel parking spot and hits the car in front of her. So, And then they get out. Now, go ahead. <laughs> I was about to say, I already have a problem with this, because I think Cordelia can drive way better than this, because I saw Prophecy Girl, and how she, like, just threaded that needle and, like, flew all the way down a hallway in a vehicle. Yeah. Well, in the script book, is what I was going to say, in the script book, in the description of this, it says that Cordelia will squeeze her car into the parking space and will smash the car behind and the car in front. Uh. If we can afford it. If we can afford it. And I'm like, I guess they can only afford one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cordelia, I they guess They the budget in this, this one. Her driving has been um, inconsistent because in which it was how many times and she still hadn't passed her driver's test, which mm-hmm. um, should, should indicate that she's not the best driver. But maybe, maybe just the adrenaline from all the vampires ramped it up. Because what she pulled off in Prophecy Girl was really, it was still destructive, but it was really hard. (laughs) Yeah. And they go into the party, and it's basically, the description says that it's not supposed to look like Animal House. It's supposed to be a well-furnished, classy place. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just kind of looks like a frat party to me. (laughs) Also point to note is Buffy is wearing black, which is one of the things that she was instructed not to do, which I appreciate. Yeah, I, I thought that was funny. Um, and Richard comes up to them and hands them drinks, and Buffy asks if there's alcohol, and both Cordelia and Richard try to get her to drink it because it's just a little. Mm-hmm. And when she says no, Richard makes this comment, and I'm just like, what? It is. Who would fall for that? Like, only a 12-year-old would fall for that. A teenager's not going to. It is the most, like, ridiculous attempt of gaslighting ever. Yeah. And it's just, 
It's so over the top and heavy handed. But when he just says, yeah. yeah, when I was your age, I wasn't into grown up things either. I'm just like, right. <laughs> yeah, well, like, and I could see that working with like a preteen. Yeah. <laughs> but like a 16 year old or 17 year old, you know, it's, I don't, that's not going to work on them. It's too much. <laughs> and then Richard takes Cordelia to see their media room. And they leave Buffy by herself mm-hmm. as she kind of she is stares around by she herself. Is, she is me at parties. Um, yeah. <laughs> just standing at like no idea what to do. Just kind of staring at people like, so this is what these are about, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then this drunk guy, and in the script book, he's called Big Tackle. Oh, that's yeah. an amazing name. He, he'll eventually charge Buffy, but before we get to that, there is like, first of all, Xander sneaks into the window, which seems yeah. a little bit much. I think he probably could have just entered through the front door because it's a party and I don't think anyone would have noticed, but, you know, Xander has to be sneaky, I guess. But the the extended awkwardness of Buffy, because you have that, that first bit of like uh, her still in the car with Cordelia and kind of having second thoughts of like, oh, maybe we, we shouldn't do this. And then she goes in anyway, and then she's, like, awkward here, and she kind of considers the drink, and then she puts it down, and then somebody, like, raises his glass to her, and she picks it back up, and it's just repeatedly, like, this this concept of Buffy trying to, like, resist all of this, this temptation, and again, it's just that the heavy-handedness of the... the, the message that's trying to be in this episode the story that they're trying to tell here of the dangers of you know drinking drinks that you didn't see somebody prepare when you're at a frat party with people who are much older than you and all of the risks involved when it comes to oh yeah i've totally got that in my notes yeah when she does drink the drink later i'm like never ever drink a drink that you didn't see them yeah. make or make yourself yeah but the fact that they take this long to like have this weird extended awkwardness i'm just like there's no there's no subtlety to this episode at all and oh there's really not they i don't know like this scene just felt like it went on forever where buffy's just awkwardly contemplating like, a drink <laughs> it was like the dance in a Inca mummy girl. Yeah, yeah. That should be a no-brainer. This lasted forever. It should just be a no-brainer. You know, don't take that drink. <laughs> but yeah. But after what feels like an hour of her standing there, the big drunk guy, big tackle, big tackle, comes walking up to her and, new girl, dance with me, you know. <laughs> and she tries to get away and all of a sudden Tom grabs her and pulls her out of the room. Yeah. And this is going to have this dance. Good guy, Tom. <laughs> good guy, Tom. Who... <laughs> We still don't know that he's not a good guy. Yeah. And they basically talk and, you know, he says everything perfectly and says, I talk too much, <laughs> which he he said outside the school, too. So it's kind of a thing he says. Yeah. And uh, Buffy, he kind of like gives Buffy an out by saying, OK, well, the guy's gone, so you don't have to keep dancing with me. And she goes, he might come back and they keep dancing. So mm-hmm. she has she has fallen for this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Buffy's very gullible in this episode, which is yeah, also not like Buffy. But yeah, they're dancing to She uh, by Lewis Says, which is actually played twice in this episode. It's played during this dance, and it's played again at the very end of the episode when she yes, is I like being asked call. out by Angel. So it's, yeah. it, gets, it gets double screen time. So as as they're dancing, they're actually talking a little bit about Buffy's maturity and talking about the the responsibilities that she has. And Tom makes a mention of her being too mature, which like you know nothing about. You her. know, like also clearly nothing. gaslighting, like clearly like yeah, <laughs> loosen up, babe. But it's said in a way that's much more flattering. You're like, oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, clearly I am too mature. Like, it's just, it's loosen up, babe, phrase slightly different. And it, good guy Tom may not be so good. But then we cut to Xander, who's entertaining the ladies, like, just apparently doing good. Like, they're genuine laughs at him. So, like, it's, it's actually kind of 
surprising moment. He seems very natural in that moment, but the other frat boys notice him and it's just like, he does not belong here. Nobody, nobody knows him. So they instead decide that he's going to be the new pledge and start, Mm -hmm. start the process of hazing him throughout the evening. And like, (laughs) was this necessary? I guess. Um, (laughs) Uh, kind of maybe just pledge stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of point to it, though. Um, And Buffy goes outside to the patio, and then Tom kind of follows her. Well, before he follows her, she bends down and finds a piece of broken glass. Mm -hmm. And turns around and looks and sees the window that was broken. Yeah. Which is kind of boarded up really, really poorly. (laughs) Like, horribly boarded up. Like, it's just a few boards, like, strung across. I mean, we live in an area that has to deal with a lot of mosquitoes. So, uh, that wouldn't work for us. No, that would have been horrible. (laughs) Well, this is California. I don't think they have mosquitoes. Like, we do. So, Buffy sees that, and then she looks off into the woods where she found the bracelet. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can see her start to think about it, and then Tom walks up. Yeah. And, uh... Then Richard comes and hands them both drinks, and Buffy decides, oh, what the hell, and drinks it down, like, all at once. And I'm like, no, Buffy, <laughs> you don't know where that drink came from. Never drink something some guy handed you. And she drinks it and says, I'm tired of being mature. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the library, and it's Willow and Giles trying to figure out the bracelet, and then they figure it out. And the word that was on it was Kent, and it was for Kent Preparatory School, just outside of town. And I'm like, hey, look, another high school Yeah, in this town. <laughs> well, it's just and, outside. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then she pulls up their newsletter, and they find Callie, who's a missing girl. She's been missing for a while, uh, like a week or so. We're back at the frat house. They're still messing with Xander. Mm-hmm. We see Buffy, and she's obviously drunk. Or drugged, yeah. which we know she's drugged. And she's trying to make her way upstairs. And it's just kind of like, don't go upstairs at a frat party. <laughs> no, what are you doing? Yeah, she's you doing everything wrong. And you're going upstairs. But she goes upstairs and finds a room and falls into a bed. Okay, but I do love the bit where she comes into the room and like bumps into the table and then apologizes to it. <laughs> Yes, that is awesome. That doesn't happen in the script book, so I wonder if she just did that <laughs> on her own. But yeah, it's pretty funny. It's it's such a perfect drunk moment. But then she's in bed, and Richard's creeping in and touching Buffy. Um, and it's not comfortable at all. No, but it's not. It's good, not guy, okay. good guy Tom interrupts and says that she's here for the pleasure of the one we serve. Yeah, well, and it takes it takes a minute. She, you, when, she, when he comes in, you think he's still, he's like, get away from her and yeah. punches him and stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's going to save her. And then you realize, oh, no. Nope. You're, you're just as bad. Bad guy, Tom. Yeah. We've been and fooled he says, this whole time. He says... And that goes for the other one, too. And then we see Cordelia, who is passed out on the floor. Mm-hmm. Because she drank the first drink. Yep. Which, I don't know if Buffy had, like, continued refusing the drinks. I guess they would have just tried to overpower her or something. I don't know. Yeah. But And then we are back in the library, and they are researching Callie. And Giles says he's going to call Buffy. And Willow's like, no, she's sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they look for more missing girls. And then Willow says, yes, there's Brittany, who was a junior at St. Michael's, and Kelly, who's a sophomore at Grant. They disappeared a year ago. And I'm like, there's two more high schools here in Sunnydale. Yeah. Also, now there are officially four high schools, at least four high schools in Sunnydale. Also, I'm just saying. I think they kind of point this out that they're they're kind of working on threads here and stuff. But why would you assume that that has anything to do with this particular circumstance? What do you mean? It's Sunnydale. I'm sure teenagers go missing all the time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I thought that too, but I guess they think because it was the same day, a, you know, a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not like there's not massive amounts of missing kids in that computer. 
So they decide they're going to call Angel because he knows about where the bracelet was found and they need help and Mm -hmm. don't want to bother Buffy. And Willow is still trying to cover for Buffy. And we go back to Xander, who is being kicked out of the party with the last of the partiers, which I'm guessing this is really, really early for a frat party to end. Yeah. Unless Willow is just pulling an all-nighter at the school with Giles. Yeah. Uh, I I wasn't going to think too hard on it. Maybe this, this since it's like a bougie frat house, people understand that they their parties end early. Because um, they, obviously, they have to go downstairs and perform their rituals. Um, right. <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, when I was in college, frat parties lasted pretty much until the last person passed out. Yeah. It'd be like four in the morning. Yeah. Until, until the next day. Um. Yeah. Um, but they kick Xander out, even though he's trying to ask about his friend. And then we are in the basement. And we have Tom, who is stripped to the waist and has all kinds of stuff, like triangles and diamonds and stuff carved on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we see Cordelia chained to a wall in the basement and Buffy also chained to a wall and, you know, still Callie. So here's my question, though. Is this three for our counter or just one? I think it's just one because it's, it's one. the same basement. It's the same basement. But it's three same... people trapped in a basement. Yeah, but we've had more than more than that, that before trapped in a basement. And we counted it as one. Okay, so just one. Just one. That's one. I didn't put it on there because I wanted to check. Yeah. So for our official Buffy counters, we are now at four chained in a basement, three bodies behind doors, two references to She Mantis, and two and a half Buffy jewelry. <laughs> Buffy receiving jewelry. So I like it. That's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, but Callie here is talking about uh, one of them is different than the others. Nicer. Nice. He's yeah. the one to watch out for. And again, no And I wonder no how she knows that. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm kind of curious how she knows that. Like, what has he done to her? Well... Because... Like she's, she, she's as far as that, we know, she's had no react interaction with him. Been down there for a week, so she's had to have had something to to feel that way. And he may have very well been the one that tricked her initially, because he's the nice guy. Yeah, Cordelia um, was just it, interested in the money. <laughs> yeah, um, and then Tom looks at Buffy and says she's last. And Cordelia kind of freaks out and starts yelling, "Who's first? <laughs> Which is a very good question. <laughs> yeah. And at one point during this, Cordelia looks at Buffy and says, why'd I ever let you talk me into coming here? And I'm like, really? And Buffy gives her a look that's like, really, Cordelia? Really? So back at the library, Angel's explaining that the bracelet was found in the cemetery on the, on the southern side near the south wall. Uh, Willow here, again, just yeah. killing it this episode, staring intently at the at the window where, where Angel's reflection should be. And then has this, like, revelation and decides to ask, how do you shave? Which is a really good it. question. <laughs> I, I really want to know the answer, but she is so cute here. <laughs> Angel, how do you shave? I love it. Uh, and then they realize the south wall is right beside the fraternity house, which is, I find it odd that Willow knows exactly where this particular fraternity house is located. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I know there's more than one fraternity on that campus. Willow's already done a lot of research research on all of the local colleges. She's planning ahead. I bet Uh, that's true. (laughs) I bet that's true, though. She's probably gone on tours of all of them at this point. (laughs) And at this point, Willow stops covering from Buffy and tells Giles and Angel that she's there with Cordelia at the fraternity party. Mm -hmm. And Giles is like, she lied to me? And Willow says, well, and Angel's like, did she have a date? And Willow's like, well, <laughs> I love it. And then she kind of goes off on both of them. Yes. It's lovely. It's just glorious. Why do you think she went to that party? Because you gave her the brush off. And you never let her do anything except work and patrol. And I know she's the chosen one, but you're killing her with the pressure. I mean, she's 16 going on 40. And you... I mean, you're going to live forever. You don't have time for a cup of coffee? Holy crap, Willow just unloading on Giles and Angel is the best. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, followed up with the, uh, okay, I don't feel better now, and we've got to help Buffy. Which yes. is so Willow. So, <laughs> so they take off to go to the frat party. And then we have, we're back in the basement, and we have Tom basically 
doing a prayer toward the demon that he's trying to call up. And in the prayer, we kind of learn that they have money and position and wealth and stuff because of this demon. Mm-hmm. Like he gave it all to them. They say it's been a year since they've done a sacrifice and that they want the demon to accept their offering. And out of it comes a giant half man, half snake, <laughs> which is kind of like a snake from the waist down. And the top half is a man. Yeah. But he's like a lizard type man. Like he's, he doesn't look like a, a real man. He looks like a lizard mm-hmm. man. Yeah. If that makes any kind of sense. I don't. Yeah. It is. It is a like lizard man on the top, which, you know, like snake, like calling, calling a guy a snake is a thing. So like there's, there's that interpretation too. But then literally from the waist down is just straight up snake snake um yeah which boy they that monster design is on point (laughs) yeah and they start to feed cordelia to him (laughs) and buffy starts yelling at him you know you don't want her you want me and tom gets mad and hits buffy and says he's gonna cut her throat if she talks Mm -hmm. yeah and then we go back to outside the frat house yeah where willow angel and giles have run into xander yeah and they all kind of catch each other up. And Xander's got one of their robes he found in the trash. And they all catch each other up and decide they're going to go in and save her. Yeah. And there's a really cool scene where Angel gets very protective over Buffy here. Yeah. And this is this is like the one moment of, of Angel that I really, really enjoy. This like He's just like, with Buffy. <laughs> yeah. He's so upset. <laughs> um, and Xander actually does a good job of getting them to open the door of the frat house. You know, he walks up in the robe and says, got locked out, dump in the trash, let me in, you know, in his robe. And then uh, the guy's inside, which one of them is Big Tackle. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he opens the door and Xander punches him. <laughs> And then they all run in and start a fight. <laughs> so here's my question. How do frat houses work? Because Angel comes in with no invite. <laughs> oh, good point. Um, well, they're kind of public houses. Yeah, but wouldn't they be huge targets but, if that's the case? Wouldn't vamps just constantly hit frat houses and sorority houses all the time? Yeah, that's true. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. that's Because a- people do live there. So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it happens in season four as well. I think they were, like, at a frat party or something, and Spike and Harmony go in or something like that and don't need it. Yeah, they're at, a, they're at a frat house at the college, the 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 pretend frat that Riley belongs to. Mm-hmm. That's actually military, but a frat is the cover. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess frat houses because they're public houses, but it doesn't really make sense because people live there. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. But anyway. So, during this fight upstairs, Xander, like, hops onto the back of one of the guys and is just, like, releasing 16 years of just so much pent-up aggression on this one guy. And it's quite amusing. But the moment, and this is this is the, the moment that I, like, clued into the most of all of this, because we've had a lot of... Ha ha, Buffy beats up Giles, funny shenanigans this this episode. But in the background of this fight scene, a guy comes to, like, attack Giles, and Giles knocks him out with a single hit. Like, with no hesitation, just takes this guy out, and it's beautiful. (laughs) And it's that first little, like, ooh, what what was that? Yeah. Was that a Giles little Ripper fight. show in there? <laughs> um, and meanwhile, downstairs, uh, Buffy has used all her strength and pulled her chains from the wall and is in a fight with Tom, who has a sword, mm-hmm. while this giant snake guy is trying to eat Cordelia. Willow kind of runs to the stairs and she goes down and then she comes right back up and she says, some guy's attacking Buffy with a sword. Also, <laughs> also there's a really big snake. snake. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's kind of an afterthought. There's also a really big snake. Um, so they all go down in the basement where uh, Tom is, you know, threatening Buffy that he, she's he's going to serve her to him in pieces. And Buffy, in the script book, it says that she wraps the chain around his neck. 
and throws him into the wall. And I think in the show, she just throws him into the wall. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> At which point she tells him, you talk too much, which I love because he kept saying that to yeah. her. Trying to be all oafish and stuff and, and you know, cute. Yep, yeah. And so she's like, yeah, you talked. Then she takes the sword and uh, brings it down on the snake guy, reptile boy. Mm-hmm. At which he slithers back into his hole. And yeah, Cordelia then says, you did it. You saved us. And throws herself into Angel's arms. <laughs> and then proceeds to have one of my favorite Cordelia moments thus far yeah. in this watch through. You guys, I just hate you guys. The weirdest things always happen when you're around. And you, you're going to jail for 15,000 years. <laughs> Everything about that scene I just am in love with. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love it too. Now, in the show, the next scene, the next part is Buffy talking to Giles. But in the script book, there is a scene here that was cut. Okay. And in this scene, Makita, who has rejoined himself together, pops up again and says, For a hundred years, I have given your forebears wealth and power, and this is how you repay me. From this day forth, you are alone in the world. Then he slides back down. Then he pops back up all of a sudden, <laughs> grabs Tom, and says a little something for the road, and disappears back into the pit with Tom. <laughs> but uh, they decided to cut that scene, I guess, that, and have Tom like go to jail instead. So that reminds um, me so much of the Dracula gag. Yeah, little something for the road. A little something for the road. <laughs> yeah. So it, it basically says that he disappears into the pit with Tom, and we can hear Tom screams. Mm. And then in the background, you can see Willow and Xander helping Callie, you know, up the stairs to, you know, safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know her story so bad. Um, <laughs> nah, <just> tell me. <laughs> like, it's been a week. Did they feed her? <laughs> Like, no, seriously, yeah, she's yeah. been there a week. Yeah. Then we have Buffy and Giles, and she's like, I love this. Yeah. Because it's so perfect. I told one lie. I had one drink. Yes. And you were very nearly devoured by a giant demon snake. The words, let that be a lesson, are a tad redundant at this juncture. I'm sorry. So am I. And he basically says he, he'll try not to push so much. Yeah. He'll just nudge. Yeah. It is a sweet scene. I like the, that he says, you know, I drive you too hard because I know what you have to face. And yeah. I, he's already lost her once. You know, there's, there's definitely like some things that I think are weighing heavy on him. But here's the, here's the kicker. And I can't remember who pointed this out originally. It was another podcast that I was listening to. But somebody mentioned the fact that... You know, they talk about, oh, Buffy lied and she went to this frat party when she shouldn't. But had she not gone to that frat party, these guys would still be getting away with this. <laughs> that is very true. And <laughs> Callie and probably Cordelia would both be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although Callie, or not Callie, but Cordelia, I was just thinking I've got it in my notes earlier when she said, you know, I just hate you guys. Weird stuff happens when you're around. I'm just like, you would be still be blind. And. <laughs> Probably dead by now if it wasn't for Buffy and Xander and Willow. Also, you would be a blind zombie girl, actually. And also dead. <laughs> I mean, she would. Uh, you'd be a blind zombie girl and also dead. <laughs> I'm just saying, they've saved her a lot. And 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 she'd had her face all cut up by yeah. a person. So... If um, she had her face cut all cut up and she was blind, would she still be attractive enough to be the zombie girl, though? That's the that's the kicker. Uh, that's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we're back at the bronze, and Xander is reading the Sunnydale Press. Yes. <laughs> and reporting about uh, what happened to all the frat boys. And I'm just, anytime I see the the Sunnydale Press or any newspaper, I'm just like, I want I want a copy of that paper and I want to read everything that's in it. Me too. <laughs> Me, I, want, I want like weeks of that paper, not just one. <laughs> but yeah, they're talking about uh, a lot of corporations whose chairman and, and big CEOs and stuff were members of that fraternity are basically going under. Mm -hmm. And IRS raids and suicides and stuff. 
Then we have Cordelia, who is very much back to herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, having Jonathan wait on her hand and foot. Yes. Which is a, a really good scene. Yeah. Um, and then they're talking about Angel, who <laughs> comes up behind Xander <laughs> as Xander's talking about him. Angel, Angel, Angel. Does every conversation we have have to come around to that freak? Hey, man, how you doing? It's so funny. It's yeah, there's it just really a couple is. of there's a couple of Xander moments in this episode that made me just laugh so hard. And this is this is another one of those. I'm just like, mm-hmm. and then the immediate follow up where like Angel's is like Buffy and Buffy's like Angel and Xander's is like Xander. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It always makes me laugh. He's like Xander. Um, and Angel like, hey, maybe we should get some coffee. And Buffy's like. Maybe I'll let you know and yeah. walks off. <laughs> and I, I love that she does that. Yeah. In the show, you basically just see them sitting there watching her walk off. But um, in the script book, it says that both Xander and Angel are supposed to be very excited about this reaction. Oh. Of her walking off. Yeah, they're they're reading different things into that. Um. Exactly. <laughs> and that is the end of Reptile Boy. Yeah, it's not a favorite of mine for sure. I can't remember the last time I've actually like watched this episode and I don't think I've ever really analyzed it, though there's not really a lot to analyze in it. Yeah. It's pretty much... This is one of our shorter ones. Yeah, it pretty much just uh, bears it all up front and there's not there's not much to dig deep into it. I think the biggest thing is the scene, the, the choice Spangel speak scene of course, is foreshadowing a lot to do with their future relationship and the 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 dangers that are going to to befall them when when they spend the night together. It is it is very Shakespearean and very much that that Romeo and Juliet vibe that we've applied to to Buffy and Angel several times. But that's really it. Like it doesn't really seem to advance anything. Other than those couple of things, it repeats a storyline that we've seen again and again between Buffy and Giles. And like several of the characters just feel slightly off. And it's just always been one of those episodes that doesn't give me enough to make it make up for the the weirdness of it. Yeah, it's Angel and Cordelia. Neither one are. Yeah, neither one act like themselves through the whole episode. Yeah. And well, I would, Angel does at the end. Yeah, but. and I would argue that Buffy doesn't act like herself in parts of this episode as well. She seems way less confident than she knew, yeah. normally is, like with with her decisions. Yeah, it's kind of a fun episode. Yeah, there's some fun really- bits to it. There's some parts that made me laugh out loud. Some little moments, you know, Willow yelling at at Angel and Giles is always a moment that I'll love and cherish forever. But I think. The main plot of the episode isn't that great. And it's just the, the couple no. of little character moments that I enjoy. Yeah. Next time is Halloween. Yes. And it is one of my favorite episodes. It would probably wouldn't make my top ten, but it is one I really enjoy. Yeah. It is it is a problematic episode for me, but it is one I enjoy. But yeah. uh, but we'll we'll discuss well, the nitty gritty of it. I've never analyzed it. Yeah, so, and that's where it I, falls apart. Do, it falls apart when you analyze it. So let me just tell you yeah. that. <laughs> when, when I do, we will we will see what I think. But it is one I always enjoy watching, and we get to see Spike and Oz again, <laughs> which is exciting. Yes, yes, we are we are always happy for that. We we are starting to get into the really good continuation episodes Mm -hmm. like those are those are coming soon yes which i'm excited about i mean i'm just sitting here like waiting for surprise myself but you know (laughs) well of course (laughs) there's a couple episodes in between now and then that i'm excited for as well but i'm really just sitting here waiting for surprise all right thank y'all all so much for listening we will be back again next week with halloween and now we say bye bye 